The 89th Psalm is the next in the Masonic, the lineage of the Masonic Psalms, and it's a rather long one. We won't get through it all today, probably, but it is a psalm of the faithfulness of Christ, the faithfulness of the Son of God, the faithfulness of the living Word of God. He begins, and I ask for your prayers, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. We know and understand that we're here by the mercy of God because the Bible teaches us that we are fallen in Adam before we were ever conceived, before our parents were conceived, before our grandparents were conceived and brought into this world, we were condemned to sin and therefore death, death to God, not knowing God, and death in the lake of fire by our very works and by our very action. Therefore, we understand and we know that if we do know God, being unable to know God, being able to come to God while we were dead in trespasses and sins, that Christ died for us. We understand all this is in the mercy of God upon those that He loves, those that God chose before the world was. People say, well, why did God do that? I can't give you an answer for that other than it pleased God. I can tell you that the purpose of all things is for the glory of God, for the glory of the Godhead, and for the glory of His Son, Jesus Christ. The Father gave the Son a people before the world ever was. That's a covenant of grace. The Son agreed to die for them, and when the time had come, the fullness of time that God had ordained and appointed in time where His Son would come to this world and suffer, bleed, and die for those people. This is all done in the mercy of God. It's all about the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. The spoken word by which God created the heavens and earth. It's all about Him. But we are the recipients of grace, an unmerited love and favor upon God's elect, those that it please Him to choose, And we stand in the mercy of God. We're not getting what we deserve. We have salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. In His death, burial, resurrection, we have the knowledge of Christ through that. We stand in the mercy of God. Everything we have is mercy and in mercy. Go to the 136th Psalm and we find penned To give you an indication, this whole Psalm 136 is about the mercy of God. Without the mercy of God, we're condemned. Without the mercy of God, we have no hope, no chance, no choice. And to be quite frank, without the mercy of God, we were dead in sin and loving it, hating God by our very nature in Adam fallen. It's all in the mercy of God. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. Why? For His mercy endureth forever. Why is God good to us? Because His mercy endureth forever upon those that He loves, upon those that He quickens and gives life. Don't think that is not of God also. And in mercy, we find in the 
book of Titus. I will read it instead of butcher it. Uh, Titus 3 and 5, speaking of life in Christ, not by works of righteousness, which we have done for our works of righteousness or as filthy rags before the throne of God. The best thing we do dare not appear before the throne of God. We're sinners dead in sin by our very nature. So therefore, it's not by any work of righteousness that we have done. It's purely by the mercy of God and the election of grace for the glory of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy. His mercy upon His people. Of course, this comes in grace. Again, the unmerited love and favor that God has for the people that He chose, that He gave to the Son, that the Son died for, that the Son will raise up, that God will draw to His Son and reveal Himself to them through His Son. And there we see the mercy of God. He says, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us, Christ, by the washing of regeneration. Regeneration is life from death, the anointing of the Spirit. And you hath He quickened. We'll get there in a moment. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Regeneration. There's a little bit of a difference between regeneration and conversion. I was telling you earlier about the young man who had known Christ but strayed and went aside. People would have judged him in the flesh, the eye of flesh, as uh, one who was condemned. But God touched him, but God had mercy upon him because God loved him and God gave him to his son and his life has changed. His walk has changed. He's got joy in Christ now because he's born of the Spirit of God and he has been converted through the preaching of the gospel, understanding that everything we have is in the mercy of God, the purpose being for the glory of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to His mercy, He, Christ, saved us by the washing of regeneration. He cleansed us. He fills us with His Spirit. He cleanses our walk, our heart, our mindset, turning us to we're not always, always, constantly in the, the thinking and the mindset of sin and, and, and the earth and the things of the earth, but giving us refreshment in the knowledge of Christ, giving us a clean knowledge, a clean way to walk by the Spirit of God in the work of Christ and renewing of the Holy Ghost which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Now catch the mercy of God that being justified by His grace, unmerited love and favor, we should be made heirs in Christ to the hope of eternal life. Ephesians. Chapter 2. Already mentioned this. And you hath he quickened when we were dead in trespasses and sins. We're talking about the mercy of God. And we're talking about the faithfulness of God's mercy. Here we understand mercy. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Dead men cannot hear. Dead men cannot walk. Dead men do not get hungry or thirsty. We could not hunger and thirst after righteousness. We could not come to God. We could not know God. We could not seek God because we were dead. 
and trespassing sins. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world in our sin, according to the prince of the power of the air, Satan, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation, our walk, in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, the nature of man, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. We sometimes look around us in the world and the things that go on and the things that happen and the way people think and the things they accept which are contrary to God and His way and it saddens us, it sickens us. But we have to understand and sometimes we're blessed to do so that were it not for the mercy of God, we'd be in the same situation. There go I, it is said, without the grace of God. We'd be in the same place. We've all been there. We've all had our part of it. That is our nature. Cease not... No, that's the wrong thing. Uh, among whom also we had our conversation times past, the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh, and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Now catch this. But God, the Creator, the Sovereign, the King, the Everlasting, who is rich in mercy, and His great love wherewith He loved us. This text is written about the mercy of God upon the elect of God. Clarify this. I don't care who says what. We were dead in trespass and sins. We could not know God, did not want to know God, were unable to come to God because we were dead. He gave us life by His mercy. He's rich in mercy. The very living Word of God, the Son of God, the second person of the Godhead, the Creator of heaven and earth, came into this world and suffered and bled and died for those the Father gave Him, the elect of God. If that's not mercy, there's never been any. And there never will be. But God who is rich in mercy for His great love wherewith He loved us even when we were dead in sins hath quickened us together with Christ by grace ye are saved. Grace and mercy that in the ages to come He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Now, back to the text. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever, the mercy of God. 136th Psalm. Give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good. He's good to us. God is righteous. God is sovereign. He works His way in heaven and earth. I've said this before and I'll say it again. There is no way anything that happens in time in this world happens unless it's ordained of God or it suffered of God to be. Sin, death, Satan suffered of God to be. Our sinful nature, our sin, the death of the law, all that we were in, suffered of God. Ordained of God. 
Christ upon the cross, ordained of God, giving life to His people, ordained of God, the kingdom of God, the church, ordained of God, appointed of God, the things that God set in Christ, the things that we have. We could go other ways with this and talk about the, the earth sitting upon the axis it sits upon and spinning one it rotates around the sun. And all these things are ordained of God also. And all these things are held together and sustained by the very Son of God. Certainly God is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for He is good and He alone for His mercy endureth forever. His mercy was before the world was. How do we know that? Because the Bible teaches us of a covenant of grace. In eternity, before God in Christ created time. There was no man, there was no world, but the all-knowing God and His omniscience knowing what would come to pass, knowing that men would need a Savior, His people, knowing the fall of Adam, the rebellion of Satan, and all the death and sin that would follow. Now God would have been totally just in never creating or destroying it all. But for the purpose of God and the election of grace, that the Son of God would be glorified. The covenant was made. The Father gave the Son His people. The Son took them, agreed to die for them. In the fullness of time, He came to this world by the mercy of God and suffered and bled and died upon the cross of Calvary, His body becoming sin for us, being nailed to the tree. Our sin was nailed to the tree in Christ. By His mercy, we have forgiveness. By His mercy, we have life. He's quickened us and we're led and guided by His mercy as we walk through this world having the knowledge of Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God that we might have peace and that we might have comfort and that we might know that of all the darkness around us and all the things that come that our God in His mercy is faithful. The Creator of heaven and earth. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods. The God is capital G, the name, the being, self-sustaining. Of gods, little g-s, plural. There are no gods beside Him. There are gods that men make, silver, gold, money, make a god out of it in their own eyes. Taking wood and carving something and overlaying it with silver, gold, or whatsoever they use to worship some god they can control, some god that cannot save. But there is only one God, and that is our God. The Bible labels Him as the uh, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The Jews called Him Jah, Jehovah, the everlasting Almighty God. There is only one. And He in Christ created heaven and earth. He made man. He is above all things. He controls all things. He is in charge. Many things are suffered to be in this world, but God's mercy is everlasting. God's mercy is faithful. And there's nothing, yea, nothing, that can stand between a child of God and God's mercy. 
Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for His mercy endureth forever. It has always been. Before God ever created, He knew all things. The covenant was made. When was it made? God has no beginning. The knowledge of God has no beginning. Therefore, the covenant in eternity has always been. His mercy endureth forever. When time is no more and the children of God are in heaven in immortal glory, everlasting, everlasting, everlasting. The joys of heaven, Paul said in Romans 8, the sufferings of this world are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed within us. When we arise from the grave, when our body and our soul are reunited and we're there in the mercy of God to give glory to the Son of God as He is, where we stand in glory and see Him as He is, that will never end. There's nothing in this world can compare to that. No sorrow can dampen it. No death. No sin. I don't care what it is. Nothing can dampen that. Nothing can take that away. That joy. That glory. And it's all in the mercy of God and the faithfulness of God's mercy. God is faithful to Himself. To Himself. He is God. He cannot lie. He cannot lose. He does not learn anything because He knows everything and always has. He cannot die. He is self-sustaining from everlasting to everlasting. He's faithful to Himself. Has He not said? Will He not do? He said in Isaiah, My counsel shall stand. He is God. He's true to Himself. When we read the promises of God eternally, we must know and understand. And we do because He's placed a hope within us. Evidence of things not seen of heaven and immortal glory where we will stand with Him forever and ever and ever and ever. And we have temporal blessings which are faithful. The comfort of the Holy Spirit the knowledge of Jesus Christ, the knowledge of His death, burial, resurrection, the knowledge of the Son of God who was made flesh and dwelt among us, the knowledge in the church, the preaching of the Gospel, the fellowship of the saints, all the things that are temporal blessings that God hath given us. We talk a lot of times about the apostasy and the time of the church and all the numbers dwindling down and I've told you time and time again and I tell you that because it's scriptural that there will always be a people, there will always be a church, there will always be a remnant in this world that God has sustained to worship Him in spirit and truth by His mercy and it's all for the glory of the Son of God. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord of lords. That's what we're here to do, to give thanks to God, to praise His righteous name for His mercy. For His mercy endureth forever. To Him alone, to Him who alone doeth great wonders, for His mercy endureth forever. We go on. Psalmist says, I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. When we stand in heaven in immortal glory, we'll sing of the mercies of the Lord forever and ever. We'll see Him as He is. We don't know much about what that place is going to be because our sinful bodies could not withstand that knowledge. 
But we know this. We'll see Him as He is. Hallelujah. And we'll praise this righteous King of glory forever and ever while we stand in the fullness of His presence and see Him as He is. Forever. With my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness to all generations. Theologians will tell you, and I agree with this, don't get me wrong, that the psalmist was moved by the Holy Spirit to pen these words, and I agree with that 100%. Let's apply it to us. With my mouth, the ministry is to preach Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. The Lord told the Jews in Malachi, For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore you sons of Jacob are not consumed. The point I want to draw from that, because he was talking to the Jews, is this, the Lord changes not. Christ is God. He changes not. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Therefore, His mercy endureth forever. Therefore, when we preach, we preach Christ and Him crucified. We teach the sure mercies of David. What, is the, what are the sure mercies of David? Christ in the world. Christ, death, burial, resurrection. Christ ascending up to glory. The throne of David that Christ sits upon in this world as He rules over the house of Jacob forever. As He rules over spiritual Israel forever. Forever. This is in the mercy of God. With our mouth will I make known thy faithfulness. Well, that's the preacher's job. Yes, it is. It's everybody's job. God said in Isaiah, these people honor me with their mouths, but their heart is far from me. God sets our heart to Him. Anything we do that is good and right or feel or know of God and Christ and the things of God comes from God by His mercy. His mercy. By the way, we had mercy. And we stand in mercy. But the Lord Jesus Christ did not have mercy. He bore the fullness of the judgment of God on sin in His mercy for us. I with my mouth will make known thy faithfulness to all generations. I'll say this this way and move on. We're told to teach these things to our sons and our sons' sons in Deuteronomy. We're told to teach it to our families, husbands, wives. We're told to share it with our brethren. Now, I and my stiff-necked way, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell it to the ungodly because they hate God. 
I'm going to tell it to these people that sit in offices of government that would remove the name of God from this nation, the name of Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell them. I'm going to write them and tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ. But we are to make known thy faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Back to the 136th Psalm. Mercy shall be built up. To him who alone doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by, will you catch that? They are created in His mercy. God knowing what would come to pass in His mercy, in His mercy upon His people, those He loves, those He died for. He created heaven and earth. To Him alone doeth great wonders, for His mercy endureth forever. To Him that by wisdom made the heavens... Listen, listen. Millions of universes and galaxies. Billions, B, billions of stars and planets in the atmosphere called the second heaven. First heaven being where we live and breathe. The second heaven, the space and stars of the sky. All things in heaven. Made in His mercy, for His mercy endures forever. Could you think about sometimes, and maybe this is wrong, but I do it, to think about sometimes how, how things would have been had sin not entered the world, had Satan not rebelled. And I say that to make this point of all the pristine, pure, sinless creation that God made, not just here in this world, but all the stars in the sky, all the galaxies, by the millions and billions, everything that's in the atmosphere between us and the Lord who's in the third heaven above. How beautiful that was. But it's all corrupted. It's all now in sin. And will be destroyed. But because of the mercy of God upon His people for the purpose of the election of grace that Christ would be glorified in His mercy. He made the heavens and earth. To Him that stretched out the earth above the water, sitting on top of the water, the dry land. That man, even though he was going to fall, even though he would need a Savior, even though he would be dead in trespassing sins and rebel against God. Don't ever doubt God. Don't judge God by man's feeble ways. God is God. His ways are higher than ours and the heavens are above the earth. He is faithful to himself. He's faithful to his promises. He's faithful to his children and his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, Sun, the moon, the stars, for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day. That we can walk and live and work and prosper in the world in godliness and make a living 
and provide for our families in the daytime as man is meant to do. He gave us the Son because His mercy endures forever. In His mercy, we have these things. His purpose is ongoing. He is faithful to Himself. He is faithful to the Godhead. He's faithful to the covenant. He's faithful to Himself. The moon and stars are ruled by night over us as we sleep. The moon giving signs and seasons as in nature. Time to plant, time to harvest. All the things contained in that. Moon controlling the very tide of the sea. He made all this in mercy. For His mercy endureth forever. And then, in the mercy of God, He tells us that the mercy of God temporally in this world is God's people live here. He shows us not spiritual Israel, but a type of spiritual Israel as He reveals to us national Israel. As they were in bondage of Egypt, Egypt being a type of sin and depravity, and God in Christ delivering us, parting the Red Sea, by His mercy He parted the Red Sea. He saved His people from Egypt. Christ saved His people from their sins. He smote Egypt in their firstborn. Why did He smite Egypt? Catch a hold of this, Armenians and people that believe in universal salvation that any man could become a child of God. Understand this very fact. The Lord does set a difference between His Israel and the world. He smote the firstborn of Israel in mercy of His people. God is a jealous God and He's jealous of His glory and He's jealous of His people and He's jealous in His mercy and His mercy endureth for others. He brought out Israel from among them for His mercy endures forever. With a strong hand He comes on down and talks about Him dividing the Red Sea and destroying kings and the lands. Where He would drive out the inhabitants of that land and give it to His people. It was the land He promised to Abraham. It was Canaan. And comes on down to the 136th Psalm. And I'm going back to where I started the 89th in just a moment. But you cannot talk enough about the mercy of God. Mercy and grace. Christ, the sacrifice of the very Son of God. The sacrifice of the living Word of God. The faithfulness. I've tried to destroy myself several times physically and mostly in every other way too. That's the nature of man. Satan beguiles us. Satan tempts us. Satan leads us astray. And sometimes no matter who we are, how good we think we are, we follow Him. But you know what? The mercy of God endureth forever. And he ends up telling us the temporal things of giving food to his children because his mercy endures forever. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever with my mouth will I make known thy faithfulness. The faithfulness. <laughs> it cannot be taken away to all generations as long as time endureth. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever, built up from the foundation of the world, carrying us all the way into heaven and immortal glory in Christ. Thy faithfulness shalt thou establish in the very heavens. 
when the Lord was born, there was a there was a multitude of the heavenly host. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Glorifying God. Praising His name. For unto you this day in the city of David is born a Savior. He's our Savior. By His work. By His mercy. Every creature in heaven don't know what they all are. We know they're angels. We know they're seraphims, cherubs. We know some things in heaven. We know this for a fact. By the mercy of God, every child of God that's died, spirit is in heaven with Christ awaiting the resurrection of the body. And the resurrection of the body will be in mercy. The mercy of God. In the heavens. Where He sits upon a throne. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. This is referring to the fact that the Lord promised David that upon his throne, you remember David, the Lord took from the sheep, the Lord sat upon the throne of Israel, and God made him king. And God promised him that his seed would sit upon his throne forever. That David, this promise was made unto, was a type. The David spoken of here is the David who is Christ. The seed of David through Mary. The Son of God through the Holy Spirit. God made a covenant father with the Son. Christ, His chosen. How is Christ chosen? Isaiah 42. Let me find that. Behold, my servant. This is Christ, the servant of the Father. Verse 1. Behold, my servant, whom I uphold. Well, why in the world would the Father have to hold up the Son? He's the second person of the Godhead. He is equal in divinity and deity and power and glory and wisdom. By Him, all the attributes of God, the glory of God, the power of God is revealed unto us. So why does He have to uphold His Son? Because Christ, the man, was all man flesh and blood. Behold my servant, the man, the son of David, the son of Mary, whom I, the Father, uphold. He had to walk and be tempted to bear our temptation that He might succor us. He had to suffer. He had to be beaten. He had to pay the full penalty for the wrath of God. No mercy upon Him during that. That we could have the mercy of God. Behold my servant whom I uphold, mine elect, and whom my soul delighteth. I put my spirit upon him. He shall bring forth judgment to the Gentiles. He shall not cry, nor lift up, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. He lowered himself to the hand of death, the death the cross. Opening not his mouth as a lamb before her shears is dumb. A bruised reed shall he not break gentle. He's not going to be gentle next time. When he returns in the sky, it's with fire. 
A bruised reed shall he not break, and smoking flax shall he not quench. He shall bring forth judgment unto truth. He shall not fail nor be discouraged till he have set judgment in the earth, and the isle shall wait for his law. All this is in the mercy of God in Christ. Get that out. Don't need to mark the 136 Psalm. I'm through with that right now. I have made a covenant with my chosen. Speaking of Christ, I have sworn unto David, my servant, Christ, thy seed will I establish forever. The seed of Christ, why is he we his seed? Because he's the corn of wheat that fell into the ground that came forth. We are his fruit. We're his seed. We're the planting of the Lord. We came forth with him. Every seed of God, every elect child of God, by God's faithful mercy will stand in heaven and immortal glory. Sin cannot cancel that. Cancer cannot cancel that. COVID cannot cancel that. The satanic governments of men cannot cancel that. The non-elect angels who rebel cannot cancel that. Satan cannot cancel that. And all the devils in hell cannot cancel that. Thy seed will I establish forever. It's also the seed of Christ in this world with the church of God where the remnant is counted for a seed, is counted for a generation, where for the purpose of God and the election of grace of people giving glory to Christ, God preserves a remnant, the seed of Christ, to bear the true identity of the church. They're not better than anybody else. But it pleased God to reveal these things unto babes, for it seemed good in His sight. There's a seed in this world that bears witness to Christ. Thy seed will I establish forever. Temporally speaking, in this world of time, as long as there is time, there will be a seed of Christ in this world somewhere. And thy throne, thy government, thy rule to all generations. And the heavens shall praise thy wonders Oh Lord, every angel, <laughs> every cherub, every seraphim, every creature God made in heaven, known and unknown to us, every child of God given to the Son who has died and is in heaven in immortal glory with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in Spirit walking in their uprightness. They're not asleep. They're not laying somewhere waiting on the body to get there. They're resting their beds and walking uprightness. They are there in Christ, seeing Him, singing praise to the very Son of God. They're much better off than we are. People say so-and-so's going to die, so-and-so's going to die. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Deliverance! The heavens, every thing God has preserved in the heaven of heavens, the third heaven, 
where God reigns in complete glory shall praise thy wonders, O Lord. And that Lord is Christ. Thy faithfulness. Mercy. God's faithfulness of His mercy. Also, in the congregation of the saints. People debate about that. Who is this? That's quite plain to me. The congregation of the saints. Some relate this to angels. In Deuteronomy, angels are called saints in one place. But the saints of God are those no man made them saints or declared them saints. The saints of God are those who stand in the blood of the Son of God. Those who are saints of God are those that stand in the mercy of God and His mercy endureth forever. That's the congregation of the saved of God. And here in this world, those in the church who bear witness to Christ and have that knowledge of the mercy of God. For who in heaven <laughs> can be compared unto the Lord? You know, we talked about Satan a lot. I thought that important 20 or so years ago to start doing that because as a police officer, you have to know your enemy. It helps you and able to fight him. We would come to work every day. We'd get all the reports and things on the clipboard. I'd spend 30 minutes before work reading where this person hits, how these crimes are the same, maybe who's doing it, such things about that, as to how to fight the criminal element. So we need to know a little bit about our enemy, the devil. The first thing we ought to realize is how his name Lucifer is bright and shining and lures us away. But that's another time. My point of saying all that is now Satan is not in heaven and he's never been there. He's created here in this world. But Satan is the greatest creature God ever created and he is created. He's nothing. He is absolutely nothing before God. You know, I'll give you an, an, an experience of a minister, and this is not just me if I am a minister. <clears throat> the closer Sunday gets here, the more you think and pray and read, the more Satan attacks your mind with things that would lead you astray with sinful thoughts, whatever they be. Depends on the man. Depends on the man and what leads him astray the quickest. But the devil will come to you and attack you. <clears throat> I've thought about that many times. He wants the minister to fall. He wants the minister to not be able to tell you about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. But you know what amazes me? <laughs> that most of the time, the Lord delivers in spite of that. Who in heaven can be compared to the Lord? None. Not the angels, not the cherubs, not the saints of God. None can be compared unto the Lord. And He's talking about Christ. 
Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened unto the Lord? The sons of the mighty. Now, we're mighty in Christ. We have no strength of our own. We have no glory of our own. We have no power of our own. Everything we have is what we're preaching about by the mercy of God. So let's lay this out another way. And let's understand and find hope and find peace and find comfort. The sons of the mighty. The sons of the evil president. The sons of the evil king. The sons of the evil governors and senators. Those who reign over men and fight against God. Whether you want to start talking about Babylon or back in Rome or today's time, none of those mighty men nor their children can stand before God. You go through every rebellious, hateful ruler that's ever been in this world. Hitler's the first one comes to my mind. They are nothing before God. And in God's time, they will fall. Who in the heaven can be compared unto the Lord? Who among the sons of the mighty can be likened to the Lord? None. There's no Lord like our Lord. There's no God like our, our God. He is merciful to us. And His mercy is faithful. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. That is the church. I've said this many times, and I'll probably say it many more if the opportunity arises, but this very plainly states it. Clean my glasses where I can see they steam up when I get hot. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints. Satan, devils, wicked, fear God in terror of hell fire, which they know is coming soon. But this is talking about in the assembly of the saints. He tells us how we fear God. And to be had in reverence in all them that are about Him. Whether it's angels, cherubs, seraphims, some creature we don't know about, or whether it's all the children of God, as they stand in awe and fear of God, that fear is a reverential fear of the mighty God of heaven to whom sin cannot exist before. That's why he says, Our God is a consuming fire, and the world will be swallowed up in flames, because when Christ, the Son of Man, appears in his glory, this whole world will be consumed. By the fire of His glory. This same God is merciful. Is merciful to His people <laughs> and His children eternally and temporally. We live. We struggle. If we're born of the Spirit, that's when our struggling start. Let me rephrase that. When we're born of the Spirit, our struggles start because Satan attacks us. And we live and die. And the mercy of God is with us and carries us. People look at me like I'm crazy sometimes when I talk to someone who does not know what we know. And I pray for them and I also I hope they pray for me because I certainly need it. 
A lot of people don't understand about the purpose of Christ and election, of grace, the mercy of God. God doesn't lose His people. God does not let go of His people. I don't care who they are. I don't care what they did or what they do tomorrow. They may walk in darkness for a time, but God will bring them back. They may fall, but God will pick them up. It may be at the point of death, but God will pick them up. Because our God has mercy on His people. And He's faithful to Himself. For He cannot deny Himself. And the mercy and grace of God, Christ died for His people. That He's faithful. He did that. That cannot be denied. He cannot be denied. And He cannot deny Himself. He cannot deny the Godhead, the power, the, the terror, the fierce wrath of God upon sin. But He cannot deny that Christ died for His people. He cannot deny Himself. The mercy of God. God is greatly to be feared in the assembly of the saints to be had in reverence of all them that are about Him. And I'll close with this verse. O Lord, <laughs> O Lord, there's a statement. Lord of all. He created all, has power, Overall, but let's finish. Oh Lord God of hosts, all He's the God of all the armies in heaven and all the armies on earth. He has power over in the sense of being creator. He's the Lord of all things created in heaven and in earth. The judge of the quick and dead. And this is Christ. O Lord of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee? None, for I am the Lord. There is none else, period. O Lord God of hosts, who is a strong Lord like unto thee? Or to thy faithfulness round about thee. I hope I can remember where we stopped. Thy faithfulness. <laughs> it does. Now understand the context of what I'm telling you. I love y'all. I hate seeing anybody suffer, especially God's people. I don't like seeing evil man suffer. But even more so, I don't like to see God's children suffer. But all the suffering, all the sickness, all the disease, all the oppression, all the afflictions all the hatefulness, all the sin that we commit, I commit, all the sin that God sees in this world. The mercy of God is faithful. And through it all, the Lord delivers His children.